0: This is GE, this is, was my coffee pot. Looks like it's been percolated. Why, Frank? What is so special about our roof? Maybe it was me. You, what do you mean you?
1: Is it you? The quickest way to end a miracle is to ask it why it is.
0: And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi Yeah, we do I'm Jason I'm Uh, Red And this week we are talking about the film that started as a story for a sci-fi anthology series That Steven Spielberg liked so much He wanted to make a movie starring Jessica Tandy, Hume Cronin, and Frank McRae It's 1987's Batteries
1: Not Included Yeah, it's a good Uh, little film Should have stayed a short episode (laughs) <laughs> yeah it really should have but first and forgive out our awards
0: <laughs> <laughs> but first let's talk about some news
1: all right i've got some news what do you got i watched a neat show on youtube called space command i've got a link to it uh, if you'd be so kind as to place that up we'll do it it is a really neat show, and it's got some names, ladies, and germs that you will recognize. How long has it been since you had some Robert Picardo or some Bill Mooney or Mira Furline and, dare I say it, Bruce Boxleitner? Wow. Not to mention several other good stars that may not have been main headlines, but you'll recognize them as good actors from doing uh, co host or co-starring roles. This is absolutely unique content so you do not have to worry about is it going to be 15 minutes longer 16 minutes long is CBS the big menace going to come up out of the dark and crush it no this is absolutely brand new content it's an hour long it's got some decent graphics kind of reminisce of uh, Babylon 5 back in the 90s however with the names that I just threw your way I assure you what the special effects might be lacking a little bit and some of the costume designs, trust me, the acting and the script writing is tight. It is a good show. I'm looking forward to seeing more episodes. And the creator, I, and oh, my God, I can't remember his name. I feel so horrible. So what we're going to do is probably edit this out so I sound like I'm a much better reporter than I am. <laughs> and it's uh, Mr. Sci-Fi. Mark, and I can't catch his last name. He says it so quickly, I can't catch it. Um, But uh, he's Mr. Sci-Fi He's got his uh, own page here on YouTube And he is absolutely hardcore This thing kind of reminds me It's got a very uh, Buck Rogers-esque Kind of meets Babylon 5 thing Going on And it's entertaining I didn't feel like I was having to Keep my feet up You know, to watch this It came through very fluid Very smooth I enjoyed it And I'm looking forward to multiple episodes There's a nice little blog at the beginning of the movie uh, by our creator here. And at the very end, he's got a few tidbits he wants to add after the credits roll. Um, These guys are serious. They're talking to some major networks about getting some financing and backing. They've even got a graphic novel that's in the works right now. Oh, wow. And who's, uh,
0: who's planning on pushing out the graphic novel?
1: The graphic novel... Let me scroll back here just a little bit and I'll, sh- I'll be happy to throw that for you so a little research on the fly. Release the zipper. The first seasons going to be 12 one hour long episodes. I trying to get my obligatory smoke going. right? I'm, I'm giving gaps. Ah, the graphic novel is going to be the prequel. Okay. Leading up to it, it's going to take place when the hit when the star's dad is the hero. It's going to take place thirty years before. I'm giving big gaps here so you can edit easy. <laughs> Space Command comic book is going to be put out by Fantasy Productions. Fantasy Productions sounds good. Fantasy Productions. Well, we'll
0: have the link to that as well as the information up on our website for the uh, in the show notes. Uh, so definitely yeah, check this that is, out.
1: This is really new stuff. It came out January 1, 2019, guys. So Absolutely. this is hot. This is new. The link's up on our site. Absolutely. What else Finally going to get some original sci-fi. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah, well, me? It's, it's, got some,
0: uh, it's got some definite... Sci-fi DNA with Box Leitner and well, Ricardo sure. and Abs- Bill. Absolutely, yeah. but I mean,
1: it's not going to be. We're going to do a, a Kelvin timeline. Oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> it's 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 not a spin-off. This is unique.
0: Well, it's interesting so that you mentioned the Kelvin timeline because one of my news stories is kind of related to that. Um, so the new Star Trek series that's going to have Patrick Stewart in it. I've heard about it. Yes, so um, it looks like that's going to explore the Star Trek universe after the dissolution of the Romulan Empire. So, uh, if you remember in the new Star Trek movie, uh. um, the Romulan the Romulan planet was basically destroyed when their when yeah. their sun exploded, right? Yeah, yeah. And Spock was heavily involved in trying to bring the Vulcans and the Romulans back together because they're right. they're, they're, they're related. Um, so, with Patrick Stewart's uh, character, Jean-Luc Picard, having mind-melded with Spock back in uh, uh, the Next Generation series, they're, they're pretty tight. I mean, they, they, they share memories and um, they're thinking that this is going to explore kind of Jean-Luc Picard helping the Romulans figure out their, their purpose in the galaxy now that they're not a major player in terms of power. And I mean this this Romulan dissolution also uh, leaves a huge power gap in the right. in the galaxy or in the Alpha Quadrant, and so they're kind of they're thinking they're going to be exploring. You know, who's who's going to fill that gap? Is it going to be the is it going to be the Klingons? Are they going to rise to power again? Um, you know, we just the Romulans, The
1: Dominion War.
0: Yeah, the Romulans have been uh, a historic. Um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of enemy to antagonists. the, yeah, antagonist yeah. to the to the Federation since the right. beginning of the entire series. So, I mean, what's the Federation going to do? Are they going to help out their their former enemies um, and help them reestablish, you know, colonies and reestablish their power base? How, how's the Federation going to react to this? Certainly. You know, are, there, are the Cardassians going to take over that that power void? There's there's all sorts and of possible. Of course, what
1: is Section Thirty-One going to do to facilitate this?
0: Uh, right, right. Um, so, but what what my question is 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 this going to take place in a merged timeline with the Kelvin timeline, or is this going to be kind of the the continuation of the previous timeline and the Kelvin timeline is considered an alternate timeline that that doesn't actually Were I to be this.
1: so presumptuous as to consider myself any kind of an authority, I would hope they would maintain the TGN timeline and move forward from it.
0: Me too. I, I am not I, a I fan of the them. Kelvin timeline. I don't yeah. want to see it anymore. I'm kind of glad that Chris Pine and uh, Chris Helmsworth have kind of said no to the new Star Trek movie, so hopefully the Kelvin timeline kind of dies. That may not be a popular opinion, but ah well, it's my opinion, and this. Well, is I show, agree so. with
1: you. We share that opinion, and if they were to continue, I hope they find some way to bring it back. Some kind of a something to come back and destroy the Kelvin timeline and restore the original timeline, like they've done with uh, say the Alien series.
0: Yeah, I I can kind of see that. I I don't know that that's necessary. I mean, why not just let the Kelvin timeline die off. on the vine? I mean, it's, That would
1: be great.
0: Considering an alternate timeline like maybe in the very beginning
1: and, like maybe in the very beginning somebody convinces Spock not to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'd or be since, awesome.
1: Or since Spock dies anyway later on just have him die heroically trying to go back in time and his ship blows up and he's yeah dead.
0: As, as far as everybody is concerned in the in the uh first timeline spock's dead spock died in that explosion trying to stop it with the red matter he didn't i mean i don't know if they detected any kind of space-time portal that he would have been shoved through or not but uh, yeah as far as far as anybody else is concerned from what i know spock's gone
1: right well, they sent him back. I know it was LaForge and the red matter that was the two integral parts. LaForge is the one that designed that ship. Right. And so if they can find some way, it's like, oh, he successfully did it, you know, actually show the debris of the ship cracked up or something, then we can yeah, know, okay, yeah. the Kelvin timeline is officially dead. Not, huzzah, not sure there huzzah. would be
0: debris of the ship though in a supernova. I mean
1: Well, there's probably gonna be sound too. There shouldn't be sound either. <laughs> <laughs> sound in
0: space. I know. I know. So um uh, my last news article is there is rumor of a Star Wars episode nine trailer floating around out there.
1: Yeah. The they're gonna be making one, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that that goes without saying, but it's surprising. Wouldn't it it's be cool, though, if
1: and... they didn't? No, that Think would not be cool. Think about that. No. Where they just showed something, Star Wars Episode Nine and then that's it. No, I want a just trailer, Leave, damn it. Just leave people biting the, their bottom lips, and moving closer to the edge of the seat. All you hear is the cue up of the music, Star Wars Episode Nine coming soon, and then that's it.
0: You have a terrible idea. <laughs>
1: A big tease. (laughs) You know you want it. You know you want it. You know you want this. You're gonna have to wait. Oops. And then maybe move back the the release date. Have the Star Wars fans like rabid animals just going crazy when it happens.
0: Oh. (laughs) And that's why you don't
1: uh, you don't write for Star Wars. So yet. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I know that I ever could work for Disney. I don't know. I don't know, man. You don't know? We'll see. I don't know. I guarantee you have a price. What am I saying? You have have a a price. I don't have a price. I have integrity. How many (laughs) zeros? How many zeros? Ooh, that's a lot of zeros. That's a lot of zeros. What is this integrity of which you speak?
0: (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) So um, yeah, there's there's rumors of a trailer floating around, which makes sense. I mean, we're we're less than a year out from episode nine, and uh, it's probably going to be dropping here pretty soon. It's at least out there, and it's in a in a rough form, maybe a not a finalized, edited form. But yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a a trailer oh, oh, of some oh, sort oh, out there. Oh oh oh
1: oh oh oh! Hmm. And have the very what? last trailer like just maybe a month before the movie comes out. <laughs> have like a silhouette of a familiar head and bust come up and then all of a, and then, and then in the darkness is the music cues up, dun, 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 you know, what are the star Wars music, whatever that is. And then you hear me. I know you've been missing. Oh me. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. You're oh, banned. Be... <laughs> You're banned from ever,
0: ever being involved in any kind of star Wars, anything you are banned. That You're would not be beautiful. Allowed.
1: No, that would be excellent. That would
0: be a horror show.
1: Jar Jar is a Sith.
0: Oh, Jar Jar was a mistake.
1: I think Jar Jar would have been an excellent Sith, but that's for another show.
0: Oh, so we'll have a uh, we'll have links to all the uh, news that we talked about up on our website. Let's uh, let's dive into batteries not included, shall we?
1: Absolutely, let's do this. I guess my... I've got my batteries. Do you have yours? <laughs> I do. I've brought the batteries. I guess
0: my first question is what was the point of this movie?
1: To give hope to the useless eaters of the world.
0: <laughs> useless eaters. So you're going to have to you're going to have to <laughs> define a useless eater here.
1: Well, you know most people would look at this movie and they look at it Kind of like they did the movie The Karate Kid. Are you familiar with that film, The Karate Kid?
0: No, I, I've never seen this film.
1: What's it there about? There was a film a long time ago in a galaxy not too far away about a young boy who uh, gets bullied and learns how to do the martial arts and is able, through his martial arts training and the relationship he develops with his instructor, to become a better human being. Good guys win, bad guys lose. The end. Cue credits. Well, a lot of people have begun thinking that perhaps the Karate Kid was not necessarily Ralph Macchio's character, but what? actually his antagonist.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's a there's actually that a continuation he, of the Karate Kid. He, as I haven't seen series. any of them. Oh, they're I, I, good. I haven't seen them. You I've heard, heard they're good. to check out Cobra Kai. It's, it's a really good but series.
1: I've heard that, and, and I kind of like that that um, maybe the actual karate kid, you know, the actual real lesson was to be learned by the supposed bad guy. Mm -hmm. So looking at batteries not included, you could also view this through the eyes of a hardworking guy who came up from the bottom of society, rising up through the ranks in true Trumpian fashion (laughs) to try and make... (laughs) New York City, a better place through affordable housing and office space. And yet these these people who have outlived their usefulness are doing everything in their power to prevent anybody else from getting ahead, for having that opportunity. Outlived their usefulness. Wow. Think of all the jobs that were lost because of the petty wants and desires of an out-of-work painter An unwed mother and two retirees, one of which still wants to know where Eisenhower is. (laughs) So, not to mention they're colluding. One of the
0: people was not retired. He still owned his diner and still worked every day.
1: Yeah, but you need customers to make money. He didn't have any of that. He had plenty of customers. The only customers he had were the people he was keeping from finishing their job. The very construction crew, not to mention they are colluding with an alien intelligence who we don't know. It's never established whether they're benevolent, benevolent or malevolent I towards know.
0: humanity. So that guy, that guy, uh, Frank, uh, the the old guy, uh, he he offered allegiance to those guys.
1: Pretty quick, even he, though he couldn't communicate he with them and it had no idea what their intentions on there earth was. Been some, there could have been some mind control waves there. Not to mention, our industrialist offered them cash money to relocate to housing that would have better suited them. The retired couple could have gone to a beautiful resort with their friends, no less. This young guy could have gotten a nice studio apartment somewhere, maybe closer to a museum or gallery where he could have displayed his work. This young lady needs to think about her child and its future, not raising it in some roach-infested hovel. I mean, I think he could be the hero of this movie.
0: And you're talking about Carlos, right? The one that came around and threatened... No, 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 the no, Lacey. Oh, Lacey, the, the industrialist. Lacey. Carlos okay.
1: Carlos was misguided. Um, I'm sure if Mr. Lacey knew the exact extent to which he did because Carlos, although he was well-intentioned, was certainly breaking the law. There's no excuse for that. However, he's an intelligent young man. When faced with these these drones... <laughs> Drones. He was able to respond. And of course, they're not only self-repairing, but they're self-replicating. And it's 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 terrifying. I mean, anytime you've got somebody with superior technology that shows up to a native population, it never works out very well for the native population. Look at Hawking! Look what happened with Christopher Columbus. Look what he did to the natives. There were over 70 million Native Americans in North, Central, and South America when he showed up.
0: Yeah, but couldn't you use the same argument with Columbus that you just used for Lacey? He was just trying to improve the land. He was trying to relocate the natives no, to. Can't. Doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't no? fit the same. Doesn't fit no. the same.
1: How? Doesn't how same, it fit it? the same. Christopher Columbus was Italian. Oh. Wait, what is What? It's pasta. Pasta is the evil food of the world. Just think about the problems with carbs. He was clouded with carbs. He had way too many carbs. He's probably eaten manicotti, you know, spaghetti. I mean, you know, you can't do that. He just had too much carbs on those ships. That's what it was. Had he been eating a more Paleolithic diet, I'm sure things would have gone better. <laughs> because that's what the Native Americans were doing primarily was Paleolithic diet. But no, all these complex carbs, it'll mess you up.
0: Yeah, all the you know grains they and say. Beans that a second on eating. the lips
1: is a year on the hips. I mean, My come geez. on now. It's just bad, bad, bad.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> the the monstrous capitalist industrialist points
1: aside but see it even but even the end justifies my point
0: how's that
1: he left space for that little hovel to stand up after it was properly repaired by these aliens who may or may not return he didn't have
0: a choice. His permits ran out. He couldn't do anything else.
1: I'm quite confident he could have found some way to get rid of these people through the legal means at his disposal. Well, he no, because decided, by, by know, the end
0: of the movie with the with the building fully restored, it was now a uh, historical landmark. They're not going to tear that down.
1: Well, but still. I mean, there's, the, you know, hook and crook. If he was truly a bad guy, he'd have found a way to keep being a bad guy. <laughs> I think he just decided to say, you know what, because I care.
0: Because, because he I cares, care. yes.
1: And obviously the people want this to stay. I will find a way to take care of both.
0: So this was this was just a, a tale of misunderstanding and, and, and redemption? Benevolence I mean, and love. Benevolence and love. No,
1: no redemption on, on,
0: needed. On the part of Lacey. So he just didn't understand... Yes what was happening because he, he had people. people
1: well, that I think he understood, but he just, he was looking at the greater good. You know, he's the Victor Von doom in this, you know? Oh God. And, and, and doom's a misunderstood guy. He's yeah, really he's a real misunderstood. Guy. Yeah. He's just, right. you know, he's just, you know, everybody gets upset because doom kills 10,000 when he's actually trying to save a future 10 billion. He just doesn't have time to sit and explain everything out. Mr. Lacey's just looking to the future. That's all this is. We have to beware alien drones that are befriended and allied to the elderly who are part of the Illuminati and their evil attempts to try and make all of us eat more complex carbs. That is what this is. This is a film of warning to America from the 80s. It is a voice from the past telling us to unify against Evil antique housing and carb-rich diets. That's what this is telling us. Oh
0: my god! I think uh, I think the paleo diet's gone to your head.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, it's it's a it's it's a long show. It is All a kidding long aside. Show. It's a long show. I think Spielberg did as great as he could have for the amount of time he was made to do this in. I think it would have been a much better episode.
0: Yeah, so it's probably about an hour too long. It it would probably have played a lot better as an actual episode of Amazing Adventures, which is what it was originally written. Make it an hour.
1: Give him an hour. Give him forty-five minutes airtime, throwing some commercials. Yeah. And I cannot brag enough about the acting. From Jessica Tandy, she <laughs> had me convinced. She's got that senility down, yeah. She, she definitely played
0: dementia really well,
1: and I liked the dynamic that was developing between her and Carlos towards the end. So, I felt a little jilted that the last thing we saw of interaction between the two of them was his bringing the the candy and flowers. And I, then
0: I was confused as to what they were doing with Carlos the entire show. I didn't know if Carlos was just this one dimensional kind of thug that was there for a plot device, or if they were trying to flesh out his character and make it sort of a redemption story, which it kind of seemed towards the middle and end of the movie. But then they just and then left, they left it him hanging. hanging. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. I felt the exact same way. They were fleshing him out very nicely. I was looking forward to seeing him become like a surrogate member of the family. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And I wonder if that didn't end up on the cutting room floor because they really put a lot of time into the dynamic between.
0: Because, I mean, as as stupid thuggy as Carlos was, and he he definitely was not a good guy, but he had the potential to turn things around. He never wanted anybody to die. And he never really directly threatened violence against anybody except for that one time. Well, drones. so I'm, I'm talking directly, you know, threatened violence against any, any of the people, oh, right, any of right. the residents, except yeah, for that, that one, one time that, one that, that he like attacked Harry where, yeah. and then Harry just looked at him like, dude, j- just stop, dude, just stop. And then when Harry started, did you notice, him,
1: hang on a second though, hang on a second. Did you notice how hard he was hitting
0: him? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because I mean, he was the, that actor, I can't think of his name. I've seen him in I loved him in the Last Action Hero when he played the chief of police to Schwarzenegger. It's
0: Frank McRae.
1: Frank McRae. He's gotta be what, six six? Oh yeah, he's
0: huge. He's a tall He's a dude. monster.
1: He's a monster. And he he's a big boy. You know, he, he was he was putting some little maximum density on when he made this movie. I've seen him thinner, but he's always been a big guy. You can't hit, shall we say, fluff that hard and not have it move the way they were showing it. Right. I think he really told that little, that little actor, go ahead, throw a few. No, you can hit me harder than that. You (laughs) can hit me harder than that because he wasn't even moving. And man, it was like a free flow waterbed from 72.
0: Yeah. So I was, so the character we're talking about is, is called Harry and he's a former boxer that took yes. a, a few too many dings to the head. He's got some. He's got some traumatic brain injury going. Yeah. Um, he doesn't talk very much, and when he does talk, it's basically in TV speak. And he's a big dude. Um, and towards the end of the film, uh, Carlos has destroyed some pipes, uh, messed up mm-hmm. all their electricity, and is trying to escape and gets caught by a locked door. And right. Harry comes out and straps on some boxing gloves. And at that moment, I was thinking, oh, my God, Carlos is going to die. Right. And I'm pretty sure that when he punched him in, twice in the gut, he rearranged some of those internal organs. Because I guarantee you, if he ever has an autopsy, the autopsy of dudes. Going oh. to go. I don't know why his kidneys are well, up around <laughs> his lungs, but
1: that's just how he was made. Yeah. Oh, but you see well, what I actually look I was watching the credits as they rolled and I wanted to see if he was in his, doing his own stunt because they had the stunt men listed. and I don't think any of those guys, I look I, I, I found four of them that are still doing work, believe it or not, they're still doing stunt work. and wow. none of them are a six foot seven black man. <laughs> none of them. And so I'm thinking he actually took the blows because like in uh, some of the more uh, you know like the action movies with the martial arts and the boxing and stuff, they really do have to take a few hits. Right. In fact, I saw I'm still waiting to see uh you know cuz I'm I'm waiting for the DVD or at least the beta <laughs> DVD for Creed 2 to come out, but I have seen a couple of the interviews post the release. And all the actors are freely admitting, yeah, you know, some of those shots, those slow-mo shots, you know, how do we make it look like you're really hit? We really got hit. Damn. And, yeah, and they've been doing that since uh, Carl Weathers and Stallone were doing it back in the seventies. The some wow. of those hits we saw in the slow mo were the were the real deal.
0: Yeah, but some of them you could
1: definitely tell because when the dude turns his head, the gloves. But like when two you
0: feet feet away. see when
1: you see the glove on some of the slow mo, the glove actually changes shape in the face, and you can see the energy moving from the left jaw to the right, <laughs> right jaw. Right, right, right. You know, and so I'm watching this. I, I rewound that a couple of times while I was watching no he's really hitting him and he's not hitting light that little that little guy can hit yeah yeah but he was just like you know um it's okay are you done are you done <laughs> you're not a threat <laughs> I think I'd have thrown myself out door number one <laughs> yeah let me uh, just to save him the effort let me show you what a gut punch really feels like and I also liked when he went out door number one the, the secondary camera shot it didn't look like one of those exaggerated the guys fired off a hydraulic press
0: oh, right. flying
1: right. out. It just, he just went, you know, like a normal hit going out and tumbling down the stairs. Right. I like that. I appreciate little nuances like that in the film.
0: So I remember seeing this movie as a child, as a kid, I was probably uh, 12, maybe whenever I saw this movie mm-hmm. and I was trying to think back before I watched this movie for the show, as to what, what happened in the movie. And I couldn't, I had just really fragmented memories of the movie, just bits and pieces. And I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure because it's because I was asleep during most of this movie as a child. I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't think back then it didn't either leave a, a, an impression or I seriously slept through most of it. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't super fond of it today. It's it, it doesn't hold up well. Some of that, that stop-motion animation that they did for the drones. Um, th- the drones were charming enough, and th- this movie has some charm to it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not a fan.
1: Well, <clears> at <throat> the same time, from my perspective of it, you said you were like 12. I was substantially older when this came out. could have I, I, I could have, I, I you know... Moved out at this age, um, I was still leeching off my my parents at the time. But so I you thought were a it was useless a fun eater. Movie. Yes, yes, but I wasn't part of the Illuminati. <laughs> Not then. Not then. No. Um, but yeah, that was all said in jest. The uh, I I had fond memories of this movie, and um, I have to admit, since you know doing these shows with you, I've gotten to develop a much more critical eye. Of some things and i have to remind myself just allow myself to enjoy to get caught up in the story sure and i did that a couple of times my the, the little jason popped out on my shoulder and i told him to go away and i just sat back and enjoyed the show and i got caught up in the budding romance that was occurring between our artist and our single mother right and i got to to I could see through some of the really rough attempts that they did with the Photoshop, the old black and whites. They took the old pictures of Tandy and and uh, Cronin. Cronin. They tried to, Cronin to, to put them together, you know, actually growing up, you know, in the 50s and 60s and everything.
0: Yeah, As you know they were a real-life married couple.
1: Yeah, but some of the pictures they were showing didn't look like they matched. I think they uh, yeah they may were putting the kids photo
0: chopped some of those photos yeah
1: yeah because but uh, in general I was I was intrigued I I felt a relationship to the characters I wanted to see um, everything work out Um, I I thought it was a nice fun movie and I think it's something that you could sit and enjoy with your kids no problem whatsoever this is a feel good show. I got a kick out of just about every aspect of it. You know, there are a few areas we can nitpick, but in general, overall, I would give it, out of five stars, I'd give it a solid three and a half. This is this is as good or better than a lot of the stuff put out today that's considered family entertainment.
0: Yeah, so you, you want to know what's funny? In mm-hmm. my notes towards the beginning, I wrote down, grumpy old people, and then right next to it, Red's
1: going to love these guys. <laughs> right, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, yeah, one of the things that kind of ticked me off though was when he came in to try and get her out of the building. Uh, when Carlos came up to get her out of uh-huh. the building and the fire's about to everything, she kept saying there was a ham ready. I didn't see a ham.
0: It was in the it was I'm in won- the oven.
1: I'm wondering if that dementia didn't extend into food. I'd be so upset if she put a you know a can of spam out. <laughs> You know, no, I
0: think she had the ham some in the cream oven. of mushroom she soup. Was, she I mean, heading, where is this ham? <laughs> she was heading back to the kitchen to go Man, get it. I hope saying, so.
1: No. I well, that was what they were trying to imply. Right. Well, she may have
0: been heading back into the kitchen to pull a can of spam out of the oven.
1: I mean, that's Or some cat food <laughs> or something, but I was like, Where's this ham? But yeah, I thought there were some great comedic moments. Oh, I, I loved kick. her line
0: where she said they have the little umbrellas in the drink, so when it rains, it doesn't thin out the liquor.
1: Thin out the liquor, yeah. <laughs> she knows what's up. She knows, she knows, how knows those, what's up. Those pineapple drinks. Just because just there's some snow on the roof doesn't mean there's not a furnace going in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, you kids think you've invented everything. By golly, that's well, you not know, the case. When that
0: when that uh, that alien drone pulled out that gauzy little number in her wardrobe, I was thinking, whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and i also liked how the mama drone ripped it off him like you're idiot. yeah i could almost hear her saying don't be stupid yeah like hey honey i'm just trying to hate
0: and that out outlet, oh. that outlet's like uh alien drone cocaine every time oh, she charged man, up off you. of that man she was racing around the can kitchen are,
1: isn't it isn't it fortunate that they came to north america where that's 110 can you imagine her hooking up to a 220 that would have been a hot box There'd been a Nike swoosh on the side of the hall, <laughs> swoosh. But no, I thought I think this movie is delightful, and you know it's 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 a classic theme. The big mean rich guy is going to come in and oh, screw yeah. over the little guy. Yeah, it's it's something that, that unfortunately ran in the 80s. we can well we can it's running pretty rampant nowadays too. There's a lot of people. Well, there's a
0: lot of parallels from what happened in the eighties to what's happening today too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of nice to see the little guy win. You know, we always like the underdog. We want we want to believe in our hearts that, you know, that winning lottery number is just around the corner or you're going to get discovered in a drugstore somewhere and you're going to be a movie star. Someone's going to hear you singing karaoke. You're going to be on tour, whatever. And I I really hope that we can maintain that because... Whether it works or not, sometimes it's the journey for the dream, not so much the arriving at the destination that matters. Sure. And I think this film epitomizes that, that it lets us enjoy the journey in the hopes that we do get to the destination. Yeah. I think it's a great film.
0: It's it's an okay film. It's it's not great for me. Um, I think it had... I think it was a little light on the message, and I think the message was muddled. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they were what they were trying to speak to. I think it had maybe a couple of different things they were trying to to point out. Well, give, but then, give me a
1: for instance. Give me when you think they were trying to point out other than the skewed relationship between Carlos and uh, Faye.
0: Well, so um, you've got this you've got this big bad industrialist, right? And right, Mr. Lacey. he's offering money, but you, you never understand uh, what other avenues he's explored to to try to get this out. And another thing was they were in uh, New York City's East Village, right in, the, in Manhattan. And this was a this was a central cultural hub for artists back then. but I, when I saw the neighborhood at the beginning of the movie, and it looked like Dresden. Well, yeah. So it looked like the Bronx. I thought they were in the Bronx in, initially until they said that they were in the East Village. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just let that go away to po- poetic license. They're just doing what they got to do. I can remember many a time I watch a film and they say they're in one location. It's like, you know, I used to live in that location and there were never mountains. <laughs> right. Right. You know, or there's not a river that goes through that city. But C'est la vie
0: yeah, so I don't know. i'm I'm not sure what the message was. Th- that That's my whole point is I don't know what they were speaking to. I don't know what the if they were trying to head towards a moral of the story because if they did, I missed it.
1: so you don't you don't see a central moral to the story.
0: Uh, other than you know uh, developer bad and old people and artist and single mother good. Yeah, other than
1: I would say, I would say because it was it was mentioned many times. First, it was mentioned by um, Hume's character Frank Riley. Then it was mentioned again by Elizabeth Pena's character Marissa, Mm -hmm. both about herself and towards the artist John Pankow. No, was that? Yeah, that's John Pankow. no. uh... No.
0: that was but butsark but, but, uh, yeah. was it Tom
1: uh, was it Tom Aldridge? No 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 no, Sid, no, no, the... no 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 um, no no
0: oh, no. No
1: Frank McRae he was Harry.
0: Yeah Frank McRae was Harry.
1: Frank McRae but okay, the right, but the right,
0: artist right. was Dennis Dennis
1: Putsarkaris I'm not even gonna try. him. That's Greek. That's Greek to me. Yes. Can't pronounce it. That was Dennis. literally literally Greek. Dennis B. Dennis B. Um, when she was talking to Dennis B. About how the the little guys, as Miss Tandy would call them, you know, first Hume said, you know, I asked for help. And then they showed up and she said, well, I need help. And they showed up and she said, maybe they came for you when she was talking to Dennis's character. And so I think the central theme to this is just simply hope.
0: Well, but you could also say that at that point the central theme is delusion because the aliens
1: came and looked Del- for
0: <laughs> for energy. She was she was pregnant and Well, they could
1: have went anywhere for that though. New York's got a few more electrical outlets. Well, I, that's just
0: where they landed. He came in, saw this lone building on a on a in a neighborhood and was like, "Well, uh I guess this is here so he went in looked around hey there's electricity brought in his wife and or girlfriend or significant whoever is his baby yeah. mama and baby mama <laughs> and she uh, she plugged in got recharged and then they went up hey and hey hey watch your language she got recharged Built. watch their, your language they, built their love nest in an old pigeon coop and uh,
1: <sighs> she had her kids pigeon coop
0: that's it's what it was. A, it's
1: it's it's an Airbnb. Come on, <laughs> it's an Airbnb. It was an old pigeon. No,
0: it's but I mean, so it's good because the residents squab condo. <laughs> the residents got some uh, rooftop recycling, which is nice.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Some of the things they may not have wanted recycled. (laughs) Right. When I when when uh, Dennis's character mentioned that's my coffee pot, I actually felt the hairs on the back of my neck go up. Don't touch my coffee
0: pot. Don't touch it, no.
1: Coffee. That you know, caffeine is you know, makes the angels sing.
0: And I love how they got how they made an excuse to get all the menfolk down in the basement whenever she was given birth.
1: Yes, well, that's just how it's done. You got to go to the waiting room, <laughs> right? You don't need to see what's happening. Things were so much simpler in the fifties. You brought it's in, a robot. You brought in a screaming woman that's wanting to tear your face off for what you've done to her, right? And then when you when next time you see her, she's she's had a chance to recover. She's had a bath. She's had her makeup and her hair done. There's a beautiful, freshly clean baby. You don't want to see all that action happening. My gosh! No, when my don't. kid came out, he looked like an inverted prune dipped in forty weight. That's yeah, not
0: good. You don't want to see that. I ooh, you don't want to see that.
1: I mean, they clean up okay after you put them under the heat lamp next to the Big Mac and the fries, but man, ooh. when they're fresh, that's <laughs> uh, what have ooh. I done? It's I have like a crib. I need a kennel, out. right? <laughs> exactly. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. <laughs> But no, I thought that was kind of funny too, how the guys are out, the guys are out. And of course, Jessica yeah. Tandy, she knew what was going on, she's going to be hungry. Oh, and it was kid. creepy
0: whenever whenever uh, uh, Henry took that, that kind of stillborn dr- drone and started uh-huh. playing Dr. Frankenstein.
1: Well, he's trying and to fix
0: it. I know, but then he took apart his TV, and the whole thing, whole time I was thinking, oh, man, you got to be careful around TVs. Those things are dangerous whenever you start crawling inside. Oh, those capacitors?
1: yeah, You touch one of They'll those
0: capacitors you. the wrong way, and <laughs> it will
1: kill <laughs> you. It'll bite you. You know, actually, I, had a, I got a buddy that was in the Navy. He said one of the things they liked to do to the new guys was uh, take a capacitor out that was all charged up and toss it to them, see if they'd <laughs> grab it. Like oh, a hot, like, like hot potato. I'm like, you're trying to kill somebody. He's like, no, oh, the capacitor wasn't that big. It was a small capacitor.
0: <laughs> Didn't have enough amperage.
1: It was, it was yeah, amp flow. A lot of voltage, though. It'll make them jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good way to get a new guy out of the bunk in the morning, too, if he doesn't want to wake up. It's like, oh, I God. would imagine so. Got to love the Navy. But, yeah, I in just thought Navy. it was a great show. I really thought it was a great show, and I hate the fact that people have to get old and die because I would love to see some more stuff. I can see Tandy and Cronin still doing stuff today if they were with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Tandy lived uh, what another seven, eight years after this movie. They were pretty old, and of course, they made Cocoon.
1: That's on our list. Oh, yeah. You don't like Cocoon? I'm not a big fan of Cocoon. It's got Wilford Brimley. Got to get your oatmeal. Gotta get that oatmeal, and if you got the and diabetes, then, and then take your diabetes medication. Take your afterwards, diabetes you know? medication, absolutely. Because of
0: all the carbs. Oh, uh, <laughs> so when they were trying to teach their their little drone children how to fly. And that one was hanging off the step, and she pulls out that buzzsaw. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, she's going to chop off that, that, that little drone children's finger. Well, that was the thought.
1: Now, do you think if they were to remake Batteries Not Included, they would do that? Or would they have more of a timeout, gentle love approach to disciplining and teaching their drones?
0: <laughs> she wasn't disciplining, she was. <laughs> throwing them in the... That was too. tough love,
1: baby. If that's not discipline, look, I told you to jump, you're not jumping. Alright, Mama's gonna make you jump. I yeah, mean, you- <laughs> wow. So any uh, final
0: thoughts before we head into awards?
1: Um, I really enjoyed the film. I stand by that it would be a fun show to watch with your young kids. Your, your, your tweens and your teenagers might not like it as much, but When you're going from, like, two, three years old up to, say, about eight or nine, this is great. Uh, You can enjoy, uh, if you watch this as a child, you can enjoy it yourself and enjoy them following in your footsteps. This is a good film. It made me want to watch, oh, what's that other one? We talked about it last night with a tilt-a-whirl. Oh, um, (laughs) yeah, that's a i can't think of it where the three uh, boys it's got it's got river phoenix explorers when he was like yeah the explorers it made me want to watch that again and then that made me want to watch the princess bride one yeah. of my all-time favorite movies Absolutely. i love the princess bride not so um bad. no it's not unfortunately it's it's fantasy but still great family movie nice escapism like I said, I'm standing behind my three and a half stars out of five on this one. It's a lot of fun.
0: Doesn't yeah, I wouldn't give it three and a half. It might be a it might be a two and a half, maybe a two for me. See, I figured you'd yeah. be a two. I figured yeah.
1: you'd be a two.
0: Probably two is more honest if yeah. if I was being truly honest and not being uh and not being influenced by your high high marks, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's it's out of five, three and a half's good, but it's not like a four or anything. I mean,
0: well, I mean, but it's uh,
1: it's it ranks high. higher. It ranks higher with me than Transformers the movie.
0: Really? See, I like Transformers. The Transformers the movie better than this one. I, I mean, think Transformers even though is a
1: solid three. And Looking back, I think it in Transformers retrospect. is a
0: solid three as as well.
1: But I'm calling this one a three and a half. I just think yeah. it's 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 more it's more fun. It's better made.
0: Well, that's fine. You can be wrong. Oh, well, thank
1: you. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: All right. So who's got your black lung?
1: Ah, uh, okay. Black lung award. God, there was there were several smoking.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the 80s. There are lots of smoking.
1: A lot of smoking going on. I'm going to shoot from the hip, and I'm going to go with... I think I'll go with the arsonist. Because not only was he smoking when he walked (laughs) into the office building there where Carlos was waiting for his chance to talk to Mr. Lacey, he also very ingeniously set up that entire chemical timer on how to burn down the building. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that actor the, the the black lung award because he was he he couldn't just keep the smoking to himself. He just liked to keep things burning.
0: Yeah. Well fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so my black lung award is gonna go to Frank for firing up that big ass stogie after a hard yeah. day of work in the diner. Yeah. Uh, he had the he had the drones helping him out in the in the oh, diner. Oh yeah. Business was kicking. All the construction guys were eating hamburgers left and right, and uh, Mama Drone was pouring coffee for for May, and he was mm-hmm. reading the paper, smoking that big ass stogie. So he there he gets my go. black lung. There you go. My head lush is going to go to Mason. So Mason was kind of rejected. Um, Marissa's. Boyfriend came back into town, and yeah. she was all excited. She started yeah. hanging out with him. Mason felt dejected and decided to drown his sorrows in a big bottle of liquor. So,
1: Yeah, well, he gets mine as well. He's the one I was going to go with. He was he yep. was heartbroken.
0: He, and crawled into the bottom the of the The only thing he didn't do bottle. was cut
1: off an ear. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the only thing, and even he as kind of that look, if you made the beard a bit scraggly, more scraggly and shortened the hair— all he needed was, you know, some some like uh, chromium yellow stain around his lips from his afternoon snacks while he's painting and a missing ear. <laughs> God, <yuck. laughs> yeah, you didn't know that?
0: No, I was yeah, aware that VO no, ate
1: paint. <laughs> he did. He did. He his favorite was chromium yellow. Oh Don't gross. believe me, look it up. Oh, gross. <laughs> nom, um, nom, nom, nom. Yum. who's got now, your player? <laughs> the player. <laughs> Well, i tell you what, it was a coin toss. It was a coin toss. It was a coin toss between Daddy Drone. I mean, made three babies. I know,
0: they had some sexy time in the pigeon coop. Made
1: three babies, and then, of course, you've got uh, Elizabeth Pena. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I flipped a coin, and it's going to Daddy Drone.
0: Daddy drone, sexy time. in the Daddy pigeon drones, coop.
1: The, daddy drones, the player. I mean, I, I have never in my life. I mean, it might, it's one thing to say the earth moved. Dude, he, he <laughs> fireworks, I everything. Know. It was literal. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going with daddy drone.
0: Daddy drone. Well, I went the opposite direction. I gave it to Marissa, uh, for her, Pretty much creepy obsession with Mason and his art. I mean, she had a shrine with all of the uh all the portraits. It was that he not a shrine. It was a shrine.
1: It was she, not a shrine. What are you about? It was about? Necessity.
0: She had a necessity. Really? <laughs> it was a
1: necessity. She made the decision to save his art. She's got mm-hmm. an apartment that is not that. Big. Uh-huh. She doesn't want all the artwork rubbing up against each other, screwing themselves up. So she placed them out as best she could in the in one of the few areas that she could have them. Mm-hmm. And it's who, not and, a
0: shrine. And what portrait did she put right straight in the middle?
1: It well, was if his you're kid. gonna do self-portrait. if you're gonna do that anyway, you got to have a little feng shui. There uh-huh. has to be some symmetry. Uh-huh. You troglodyte! What kind of visigoth are you? My heavens! Sometimes. <laughs> If you're going to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, you go with some fringe, okay? She's trying to make the best <laughs> of the situation. She's helping a guy out. It was not a shrine. It was a it's shrine. not like she was getting hair from his brush and making it, a beard she could put on at night.
0: Well, not that we in saw. Sitting front of the picture. Not that we saw.
1: But she wouldn't <laughs> let him into the apartment,
0: did she? Whatever. It was not she, a shrine. She would not let him you into the are apartment.
1: so negative. I'm, you not need negative. A, hug. I'm, I'm you a realist. You need a hug. We need to have people send you emoji hugs.
0: I am a realist and I don't want your emoji hugs. Don't you need send me some emoji
1: hugs. hugs. Maybe one need of the hugs. little kissy faces. Mwah. A little gif that goes. <laughs> a shrine. shrine. All right. All right. Next, next
0: award. Uh, so, my purple hippo. Is going to go to Carlos for his initial encounter with the fixits, yeah, and it the does. phobia that he it instilled oh, in him afterward. Oh man, my he thought, gosh. he thought that pigeon coop was haunted,
1: dude. Between the religious and technophobe, I mean, he's a technophobe now. Oh yeah, yeah. You know he's a technophobe, and and since I'm I'm presuming he was raised Catholic because that's a very dominant religion, right? And I, I'm 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 thinking that he's you know he's going to have all that superstition thrown in there on top of that with the technophobe i would love to see what would happen if that character today if you got him one of them little screaming spiders the more you scream the faster it moves towards you
0: (laughs) oh my god did those exist
1: yes they do oh that is a brand new thing it's uh they're they're adorable little things but i'm sure they're not scary ones but what i want to do is find one that looks like a spider but has the head of a clown ah! and, and send that to you that would be beautiful but Why yeah would the more you, you the more you sc- if you put it on youtube there's videos where parents have bought these for their kids
0: Fuck and that. the kids
1: see them and go ah and then the things start all eight legs start wiggling and start screaming ah! towards them and the kids start screaming and running and the things just speed up and keep following them the more, oh they my screens. god yeah it's it's a real popular toy it was bigger on no. christmas Fuck that! I'm surprised you didn't know anything about these.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I think they're called I think they're called yellers. Let yeah, me do some would make research yeller. on the fly. Let me do it some would make research me yeller. on the fly. Let me see, Why uh, yeah. yellers. Let's see, yeller. No, old yeller. Urban Dictionary yellers. Type in spider so it can also Oh, Yellies. They're not Yellers. They're Yellies. Google Yellies. No, don't do it. They look like like little cartoon characters. They're adorable. Mm. No. Their eyes are big like precious moments. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're different cute colors. Like one looks like cotton candies, like blue, a pastel blue with purple. So they are and pink clown-like. Legs. They're little
0: clown spiders,
1: is what they are. And no, they don't have that nice. Sleep. They don't have that nice bozo the clown with the big red nose and the, and oh, the painted mouth. Shut up.
0: <laughs> Hi, I, kids.
1: I hate you. <laughs> they're fun.
0: I hate you. <laughs> Who's your fucking purple hippo?
1: <laughs> it was Carlos. It was Carlos. There's no way around it. When he came out with the smoke and the hair all teased up with the aquanet mm-hmm. and everything, and that, that look in his eyes was just beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> he saw some stuff. He was he was there, and it just continued to be fed into it. And then when his when his henchmen were teasing him with the pot in the building, clinking him <laughs> on the head. Oh, yeah. that was that was magic. That was magic. You know, he's not going to live that one down. Oh no, no. That was great. But yeah, good film, good film.
0: It was okay. All right. Well, uh I think it's time to pick our next title.
1: Well, I've all got right everything
0: then. shuffled up and it's up to you to pick a number between 1 and 114. 50. 50. Oh shit! Uh-oh! I didn't realize this was still
1: on here. Um, Do we well- got to get rid of it? Do I pick another number? <laughs> let's just pick another number.
0: No, 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 no! no. no, no. I'm feeling let's, it. I'm feeling let's, it. Let's briefly discuss this oh, one first. Oh god. Okay. So number fifty is a movie that well, at some least it's people a movie, love not a series. and some people hate. Okay. It's got that really narrows it down. It's got Peter Weller in it. It's got uh, John Lithgow in it. Nope, it's not. No, that had uh, James Woods.
1: Oh, that's right. I get them confused.
0: I know it's easy to do. Um, So this is a movie about an adventurer, a brain surgeon, a Rocky musician. And his crime-fighting team, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Oh no! Bokurun Banzai. <laughs> who must stop evil oh, alien invaders from the eighth dimension, who are planning to <laughs> conquer Earth.
1: <laughs> the Alimony Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's an Alimony Movie. <laughs> oh my god! So this has
0: Peter Weller, John Lithgow, and Ellen Barkin. Are we gonna do it? I'm there. All right. Let's if we do can it. find it. If we can find it, if we so. can find
1: it, I am there. <laughs> Buckaroo, oh my God! I don't think I finished it when it came out. All right,
0: all oh, right. It, we can find it. It's on.
1: Uh, it's on Prime. So, mm. all right then. I'm there. I'm down. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. All right. Next Plus, week. I'm a huge John Lithgow fan.
0: Oh yeah, I like John Lithgow. I like Peter
1: Weller. Oh well, uh, Peter Weller goes without saying. I don't like this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> you say that it might stir up within you a new love.
0: Oh no this is there this might is be a new gonna appreciation. Be, we're definitely going to be punching down on
1: this one. No, we're gonna well, be dunking hard. Try it When your little when your little ones had a performance at school, did you go into it with this kind of an attitude?
0: Well no, but that's totally different. You got it's not the you same gotta, thing.
1: you gotta be a little objective here. <laughs> I'll I'll
0: try and give be it as a chance. objective as possible.
1: When somebody tells you they've got Metallica's greatest hits done on the tuba, give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance. No. You might like it.
0: I'm not doing that. How'd that go again? Boom, <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, that's all we have for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace@outlook.com.
1: At I'm Jason. And I'm Red. And by the way, if anybody would like to donate a Yelly for Jason... Let me know, and we'll see if we can't work out a P.O. box delivery.
0: Oh, my God. And we'll talk to you next week. Don't send me in, Gully. Don't
1: do it. Take it easy, everybody.